Welcome to WMFA, a podcast where writers talk writing. I'm Courtney Ballastier, and on today's mini-sode, I'm talking about writing as relationship. I've been thinking a lot about relationships lately. Um, As my fellow astrology followers know, Venus is in retrograde and has been retrograde forever. And is actually maybe just coming out of retrograde today when this episode airs. But uh, in any event, it's meant that relationships are taking up a lot of real estate in all of our heads, I think, right now. But I was thinking about relationships even more so after my last conversation with Waya Tumor, because she talked about writing as a relationship in a way that I had not quite thought of for myself before, but that I was really intrigued by. Um, And she said this beautiful thing, you know, writing and reading has been my escape and has saved me in a lot of ways and rehabilitated me. And I don't want to mess up this relationship because then what will I have to be those things to me? I think a lot of us probably feel that way. Uh, I think kids who are voracious readers are often escaping something, whether it's just social awkwardness or family shit or whatever. And I think that writing is a way that kids like that, kids like me, understand themselves and start to place themselves in the world. Um, And so when you think about that, when you kind of make that the primary focus, then it does really come back to being in relationship with yourself, you know, which is also something I've been thinking about lately and something I've been struggling with lately, as maybe a lot of people have. I don't know. Um, Let me know. But Wyatu and I definitely talked a lot about how, you know, and this has come up in so many episodes, but how women are conditioned to be in the world how we're conditioned to take care of people and to put ourselves last and how those relationships with ourselves get a little neglected. So I think this idea of a relationship with yourself and of a relationship with the work being a relationship with yourself is a really powerful, important thing to keep in mind. And, you know, a connection that I made, the more that I thought about this, that really struck me it's something that might get a little woo for people, I don't know, but I was doing a meditation a couple weeks ago by Tara Brock. Um, I just started, I've just started doing uh, insight meditation, which if anybody else does that, you know, talk to me about it because I just started it and I'm really into it. Um, but in any event, you know, I'm doing this Tara Brock insight meditation and she's talking about scanning your body and, you know, being aware of the present and focusing on your breath and letting thoughts and feelings flow by and all of these things about, you know, kind of gentle awareness that, that we're taught to do in meditation. And at one point she said, um, if you find yourself lost in the trance of thinking, which is a phrase that I love, you know, if you're lost in the trance of thinking, then you can come back to the breath and to the present moment without beating yourself up about it because you're just strengthening the pathways for returning home. That was really powerful for me to hear this idea that I was home. And immediately I went to writing, you know, because immediately my mind thought, well, well, then this work that I'm afraid of is coming out of me, you know, so it's just me. That's okay. I don't need to be afraid of me. Or I don't need to be judgmental of me. And, you know, obviously, as, as these things go, it, that was this beautiful, clear moment. And, you know, now it's sometimes a little cloudier when I revisit it. But still, it's this idea that the writing is a relationship with ourselves, you know, that this is a manifestation of your relationship with yourself. And, and yeah, of taking seriously that you don't want to mess that relationship up. And when you think about it like a relationship relationship, you know, it starts to get really interesting because you're talking about give and take and compromise and commitment and a daily redoubling on that commitment. You know, you have to give a lot. But like Wayatu said, 
you give a lot in that way that you do when you love somebody so much that you want to do right by them. So then it's like, okay, how do I show up here and give you what you deserve? Even when I don't feel like it, or I'm sick, or I don't like the scene I'm in, I feel stuck in it, my character's stressing me out, you know, whatever it is, how do I show up here for myself and for you that is a part of me? And I think there are a couple relationships also that we're talking about here, because there's the relationship with the practice, with writing in general as a touchstone of your life. And then there's the relationship with the specific project. You know, maybe that's where the daily commitment shows up, the uh, willingness to wrestle with the smaller pieces that can be frustrating because of your feelings for the larger piece, you know, the larger structure. Okay, like, I'm still committed to this practice. You know, the scene is driving me nuts, but I'm committed to this practice. And maybe, too, it's about giving yourself the opportunity to get excited about it again, you know, to fall in love with writing again, which makes it sound like I'm talking about dating your writing. And I might be, honestly, I don't know what that looks like, but it kind of tracks, you know, uh, <laughs> just keeping keeping the spark alive, as it were. I don't know. But again, you know, as in a relationship, you only get what you put in. And that means the quality of your time with the work, not the quality of what you produce, but the quality of your intention and of the time spent and the input you give it, the way you feed it, which is, of course, reading, you know, input, output. As I mentioned in that conversation with Waya, too, I had just watched this documentary on Louise Bourgeois, and, and I want to read you a couple things she said that I wrote down uh, that I think are important to this idea of relationship. The first is this. The artist has the privilege of being in touch with her unconscious, and this is really a gift. It is the definition of sanity. It is the definition of self-realization. That, to me, is another way of saying the artist has the privilege of being in deep relationship with herself. That the work begets this stronger understanding of what it is to be alive and then what it is to be alive as you in this world right now. The second quote is this. The work is for pleasure. I feel better when I have completed a piece. I feel stronger. That one caught me for a couple reasons. One is that I often feel very judgmental of my work, which keeps any idea of pleasure at arm's length. You know, even though that feeling of satisfaction upon completion and the idea of feeling stronger are both there for me, you know, which is good. Uh, but, but the pleasure principle isn't, and so it suggests to me that as we do in relationships, you know, I have some kind of block, some kind of wall I'm putting up that I don't want this person to see me, which is kind of dark when I think really that says that I don't want to see myself. Um, but, you know, here we are. And I'm sure a lot of really good art has been made for similar reasons. The pleasure idea, too, makes me think of the evolution of my relationship with writing. You know, how I define that relationship now versus 10 years ago versus when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, it was pleasure, right? It was so much fun. And I wasn't thinking about quality because, you know, I had a kid's tiny ego. It was very pure and very mine. And I wasn't, I wasn't worked up about the things that we get worked up over as adults. And I think for many of us, reading and writing were those safe spaces that we carved out for ourselves, you know, maybe before we quite understood what we were doing. But over time, for me at least, my visitation to that space has become more and more rigid and has gotten more and more egocentric. You know, is this good? Is this as good as someone else's? which the relationship concept really helps clarify because you're not in the relationship with that person. You're in the relationship with yourself and the work. You know, and then I think in my 20s, my relationship with the work was very disconnected because it wasn't really with the work at all. It was with the idea of the work in the world, which is a very different thing. And again, is not part of your marriage. You know, this, it's not part of your writing marriage. 
And now, you know, I think I'm in this really good relationship with it, you know, I feel like it could be really something. But I'm so scared to really dive into it sometimes, because what if it's not? Or what if it is, and I fuck it up, which is even worse, you know? And I, I guess that's really then maybe about letting yourself down, um, which I suppose I would only really do if I stopped. So that is comforting. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm thinking about now, and, and I'm going to keep thinking about, you know, this idea of my connection to writing as a relationship, as a give and take, as a thing that needs nurturing apart from just sitting down to do the work, you know, that doesn't just happen in an hour a day, but happens all day long, all the time, needs care and attention to stay healthy you know, like the human relationships that we take seriously. How do you think about this relationship? Let me know. Hello at WMFAPodcast.com, 347-685-4836. The WMFA logo was created by Unsold Studio. And the theme music is Jazz Dancer by Double Winter. Find them at doublewinter.bandcamp.com. WMFA is made in Detroit by Courtney Ballastier, LLC. All rights reserved.